Europe's elite competition grips the world of soccer every season. We partner with InfoGoal to examine the data behind some of the biggest matches soccer has to offer and assist you in finding value in the markets. This is the Champions League Betting Blueprint. And then there were four. This is the Champions League Betting Blueprint, uh, brought to you by Pinnacle with data provided by InfoGoal, Gareth Wheeler, and Andrew Beasley. I should say, and there's just the two of us with Jake Osgathorpe, new father, spending some time with his young one. So Andrew and I get to dissect and go over the two semifinal Champions League games, the two ties, I should say, that are upcoming in the Next few weeks, Real Madrid and Manchester City and two Milan sides, AC Milan ticket on the rival in Inter. Andrew, are you ready to dig in here? Um, I think there's been some surprises thrown our way, particularly with the two Milan sides meeting in the semifinals. Uh, how are you feeling heading into these semifinal ties? Well, I'm hoping for a bit more luck this time. Um, anyone who listened to the pod ahead of the previous round will have heard uh, myself and Jake talking up Benfica and talking up Napoli, and uh, we'd been on Bayern Munich since the start of the season. So, um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a good round from that perspective. But um, as you say, two very interesting ties uh, for the semifinals. I mean, obviously, any semifinal at this level is going to be interesting. But the fact that we've got a derby and we've got a repeat of, mm. of last season in the other one certainly uh, gives it an extra, an extra flavour. Yeah, it, when the quarterfinal draw commenced, when it when we actually got which teams would play who, obviously Napoli were the sweetheart play coming from the one side of the bracket with potentially meeting Benfica instead. It's Inter, it's AC. Um, you know, it's it, it's kind of a dream Champions League semifinal from that approach, as these two rivals haven't met in the Champions League since two thousand five. It was rather straightforward, although Bayern Munich were a little bit unpredictable. I guess no one could have seen the changes that took place within that side and the dysfunction to a certain degree heading into their tie against Manchester City, which was very even on paper. But by the fact that Manchester City have advanced, it puts them as a significant favorite to go on and and finally, at least for City supporters, finally potentially win the Champions League. What, what do you make of how these ties played out and how we got to this point? Yeah, I think Bayern were quite disappointing, to be honest. I think, you know, they were unlucky in a way because the first goal from Rodri was was a fantastic strike. But um, after that, they didn't create a huge amount. I mean, I think you look at a lot of these ties and, it, and it's often the way in the Champions League. You could say, well, if this team, you know, if the losing team had taken their best chance, maybe it would have been different. You know, we saw... Bayern's best chance of the first leg occurred just before it went 2-0. Benfica missed four big chances in the first leg. You had Chelsea in the second leg. Mark Kukurea had that chance. If he scores, I still think Real Madrid probably goes through, but then that makes it 2-1 with 45 minutes to go and things like that. So a lot of these ties kind of hinged on um, on these moments of, of the, the losing side missing probably their best chance. But I do think... Probably in all four ties, the best team went through. I mean, if you if you sort of look at how they played out, in each case, the team that scored first went through. And I, I don't think the ties were ever level again at any point once one of the teams had gone ahead. So they were sort of fairly sort of routine, fairly comfortable in, in that regard. I mean, um, certainly on the aggregate, Milan-Napoli was the closest. But again, Milan were 2-0 up before Napoli had scored across the tie as a whole. 
um, and had missed a penalty. Obviously, Napoli then missed a penalty as well. So um, Napoli's best chance, I think, was in the first minute of the first leg, pretty much until the final 10 minutes of the tie. So, again, could have been very different. But um, but no, I think once the teams got ahead and they... And they um, Stayed with it really from there onwards, and and you often see at this level that whoever scores first, even in the tie, um, often goes through more often than not, at least. Yeah, crazy things can happen between record dates and when the games actually play out. Nagelsmann was out, I think it was the day after we recorded the the uh, the betting blueprint for the quarterfinal. That obviously had massive implications with Bayern Munich, and then the Victor Osman injury, which actually transpired while we were recording the podcast. We just weren't sure what factor that may play. Well, Osman didn't play in the first leg. Was excellent. Was the best player for Napoli. Scored the consolation goal late for Napoli um, as they bowed out of this competition. But if he played over the course of the two legs, we could be seeing the Italian champions for 2022-23 playing in a Champions League semifinal as well. So we'll, we'll, let's bring you up to speed on what the futures market looks like on Pinnacle. Manchester City, the odds-on favorites, minus 150 to win this tournament. Real Madrid at plus 330. Inter at plus 696 and AC Milan at plus 808. So that provides the backdrop, the context, heading into these two ties. And let's dig right in and let's get straight to it. Manchester City and Real Madrid do battle May 9th in Madrid and Wednesday, May 17th, that extra days off, days rest, I should say, in between fixtures, City and Madrid on Wednesday, May 17th. City plays relatively easy games around these Champions League fixtures. They play Leeds and at Everton. Meanwhile, Real Madrid, before the first leg, plays in a Copa del Rey final against Osasuna. Good news for them, at least from a Champions League perspective, Vinny Jr. and Camavinga suspended for that cup final, so they'll be raring and ready to go for the Champions League first leg. Head-to-head, City and Real Madrid, it was a memorable one. Champions League semi-final last season, a 4-3 City victory. Benzema scoring twice in the losing effort. Then in the return leg, all went crazy in stoppage time. Uh, Rodrigo scored twice, 90, 90 plus one, and Benzema won it in extra time in the 95th minute for Real Madrid to go on an advance and Manchester City once, once again, finding a way to lose in the Champions League. Head to head, Real Madrid, no clean sheets in their last five against Manchester City. City, no clean sheets in their last six, meaning that both teams to score has come through and played in five of five, and they've gone over two and a half total in five of their last five games as well. It's a compelling tie. Um, Manchester City, the highest scoring team in the Premier League. Uh, Real Madrid, the highest scoring side in La Liga. In fact, over the course of games in all competitions, Real Madrid averaging 2.27 goals per game. Manchester City on the season 2.59. In fact, 58% of Real Madrid matches go over the 2.5 total and 65% of City's games have gone over the 2.5 total uh, on the year as well. Head-to-head, historically, they played 10 games against one another. It's very even. Four wins apiece, two draws, 18 goals score, 
for Real Madrid, 17 goals scored for Manchester City. On the road to the semifinal, Real Madrid dispatched not only Chelsea, but another English side in Liverpool as well. City got past Bayern Munich, although they lost the XG battle in the return leg, but had that three-goal cushion by virtue of their first leg victory. And the stars, there are plenty in this fixture. Um, Erling Holland, 12 goals. Uh, and a 10.2 XG in eight Champions League games. Vinny Jr. leading the way for Real Madrid with six goals, but Rodrigo scored five in this competition this season and Benzema with four. So heading into this tie, Real Madrid are the underdogs. We'll dig into the numbers a little bit. How evenly matched do you think these sides are? Because the odds makers, the books at Pinnacle, they're tipping Manchester City to be a pretty significant favorite over the course of not only the first leg, but to advance to the Champions League final. Do you think that's spot on? Do you think that's right for City to be this much of a favorite? I can see why City are favored to go through of the two teams. I do think they're possibly too short, though, for this first leg. I mean, they're currently available at plus 110 to win, while Real Madrid a plus two, two, six. And the simple fact is that, you know, Real Madrid don't lose many games at home at all. I mean, in their last 168 league and European games at home, they've only lost 21 times. And of those, only nine of the defeats were merited according to expected goals. Wow. Now, granted, one of them was against Manchester City in 2020. So, you know, that is relevant here, but it's rare for them to be um, beaten at home and deservedly beaten at home is even rarer. Clearly, there's the Haaland factor. He's got um, 12 goals, as you say. I think what's interesting, though, is that basically he scored pretty much all of, of City's goals. You know, they've got 11 different scorers, but only Alvarez and Mares, um have got two goals. You know, have got two goals. Everyone else has got one. Then you've got Haaland on, on 12. It's obviously not as simple as if you stop Haaland, you stop Manchester City. But clearly... He's been the majority of their goal threat. Whereas when as you look at Madrid, finishes junior on six, Benzema four, Sensio three, Rodrigo three, uh, plus a couple of penalties and stuff like that. So just slightly more variety, or there has been um, so far. And also, if you look at the Infogol data, I mean, Madrid have been the best team in in Spain, according to the Infogol model um, this season, which is which is somewhat surprising when they're 11 points behind Barcelona. But... But that is what the data says. You know, Barcelona only conceded nine goals, and yet Madrid have, according to the underlying data, been the better team. So I think they're being, um, you know, I think their price should be shorter for this first leg. I mean, something else I looked at recently, I'll, I'll ask this to you, I'm not trying to catch you up particularly, but um, Manchester City have played nine away games um, in quarterfinals or semifinals of the Champions League. Um, and how many do you think they've won? Uh, well, they drew at Copenhagen. They drew at Bayern Munich. Uh, oof. I think they've maybe won twice. Twice is correct. Uh, there both, you in, go. both in 2021, both 2-1 at Dortmund and Paris Saint-Germain. Now, you mentioned Munich there. I mean, obviously, they didn't need to win in Munich because they'd won the leg, the first leg 3-0. So, you know, you have to accept that's a, you know, a relevant factor. But all that said, they just, they don't really have a history of winning away games of this magnitude. And it's obviously not to say that they can't because they're an incredible team. Of course they can. But I think given their lack of of record and combined with Real Madrid's record at home, I think Madrid's price to win uh, the first leg at least should be a lot shorter, even if I do expect 
um, City to go through in the end. So, I mean, I was looking at um, on the handicap, let me just get that back, uh, Madrid plus 0.25 at plus 100. Um, looks a good pick to me. Um, and the both teams to score odds aren't currently on there at the moment on Pinnacle. I've had a look elsewhere and seen that it's at minus 150, um, or both teams to score and over 2.5 is minus 105. Again, not a pinnacle price. So, you know, it will probably be different, I'm sure. But just as an indication of, of both teams to score and over 2.5 being available at minus 105, I mean, that looks that looks pretty good to me. I'm, I'm certainly expecting quite a few goals here. Yeah, uh, you echo my sentiments. I, I think that it, I think it's been the case over the course of this entire Champions League. Real Madrid has been undervalued in this competition. You mentioned it earlier in this competition that perhaps the data suggested not to back Real Madrid. They were the fifth best odds coming into this tournament. I'm not sure if your thoughts have changed on that, Andrew. Um, as this tournament went on, I think they became much more improved and they showed that they're much more than just the Kareem Benzema show. I mean, they can control the game through through the midfield. I think Kamavinga at left back, it works at times, although not ideal. But the fact that Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo have stepped up the way that they have and scored some significant goals, not only this year in the tournament, but previous additions as well. Vinicius Jr. looks to me the trickiest player to deal with on the planet right now. That matchup left, you know, down... um, then the Real Madrid left, Man City right, whether it's Kyle Walker, how they decide to defend that area, that that's going to be critical. But I just don't see anyone stopping Vinny Jr. right now. He has been this good. Um, certainly goals are in the works. But at plus 226, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm compelled to make a play straight up on Real Madrid to win that first leg. But I think that you kind of pointed to the one that makes the most sense. Um, plus 0.25 on the handicap at even money is too good to pass up and you build in the safety net of if this game ends in a draw that it's a half win in your favor i mean i i don't know why what what would entice me to make other any other play than that one in this game especially considering manchester city wants to go into this game thinking don't build too much of a hole don't fall too much of an hole going back and playing at home in the second leg which for them they might see as being decisive in this tie so I think Real Madrid outright winning, um, not only to win the Champions League, but to advance from this tie at pinnacle right now, Real Madrid to advance to the Champions League final. You can find it at plus 227. <laughs> That's a decent shot. If you want to take a step more, plus 330 to go and win the Champions League, because whoever wins this fixture, Andrew, is going to be the favorite. Uh, playing either AC Milan or Inter Milan in the final, unless there's some crazy injury or suspension or or, or something of that ilk. I mean, but for for context, I made a Real Madrid play to win the Champions League ahead of the quarterfinal. I got it at plus three sixty. Now it's still at plus three thirty, and they just need to be beat one team with a history of being serial chokers at this in in the Champions League. For me, there's pedigree. Um, in the words of Jose Marino, there's heritage, footballing heritage when it comes to Real Madrid. I just think they're being completely undervalued um, in this fixture. And that's no disrespect whatsoever to this Manchester City side. I just think Real Madrid is that good and has convinced me every step of the way. And the fact it's the third Premier League side that they're playing in this competition, this familiarity breeds success. For me, it can 
And I think the smart play is backing Real Madrid in some capacity, whether it's in these individual games or the fixed or, or, or the tie overall. I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, well, as I say, I think they're certainly undervalued here. I mean, I, I would still expect um, Manchester City to go through with the second leg at home and things like that. But I mean, as you say, the, the price for Madrid to go through at plus 227 is certainly a tempting one because I, I can't believe the margin is that wide between these two clubs, the best team in England and the best team in Spain, at least according to the InfraGold numbers. You know, you would think based on that, they should be pretty evenly matched price-wise. And obviously, um, as you say, Madrid have got the heritage, the history, and Manchester City's history in this competition is is pretty negative once they get to this sort of level, um, only getting to the one final so far. So, yeah, I wouldn't be against um, backing Madrid to go through at that price. I wouldn't be going sort of large on it, but uh, yeah, it's certainly a tempting, uh, certainly a tempting number. Well, I'm backing that. And, and the other play for this game, over 2.75 goals at minus 110. I'm going to hit that. I think that both teams have questions in terms of their defensive play. City being very sloppy from a defensive perspective. They, they, they generally concede once, no more than one goal in a game, but just, just look at recent games in the buildup to this one. They've conceded to Fulham, Arsenal, uh, Bayern Munich, obviously. <laughs> There's no shame in that. Leicester City, Southampton, Liverpool, like they concede goals. They're, 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 they're not some iron curtain at the back. Um, and even when they win, they go on and concede. And I documented it in, in, in my preamble, like Real Madrid, 58% of their games uh, are over 2.5. 65% of City's game games are over 2.5. These are two high-scoring teams, not only domestically, but in this competition as well. And, and each side averaged well over two expected goals per game over the course of the knockout phase of this competition. Are, are, are you looking... To to, to 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 potentially backing the over here because the data suggests yes. What would mm-hmm. suggest no is if you think that this is going to play in a very cagey game. If if Pep and Ancelotti are going to have some chess match, I ju- I just don't think that either side is built that way. I'm not sure your thoughts on the total here, but I think there's a chance there's some goals in this fixture. No, yeah, I quite agree. I mean, I think Madrid will have to look at the fact they're playing away from home second and they're going to have to try and, um, you know, win the game, score a few goals and things like that. They may have to be careful in doing so, you know, not let City in or whatever, but, you know, they they need to make the most of home advantage because obviously, you know, last season, a lot of their, um, you know, they did all these comebacks playing second, playing at home in the second leg and they, they don't have that this time. If it goes wrong in the first leg, it's going to be, you know, incredibly difficult. I think the interesting thing with City is that uh, you look at their defensive record. Um, you're right to point out they, you know, rarely keep clean sheets in the Premier League. They've only conceded four goals um, in the Champions League, and none of them have been in open play, which is just incredible. They've conceded three from set pieces and one penalty. Now, I think that's probably unsustainable. Um, to be able to do that through the entire tournament um, seems hugely unlikely. Um, and obviously Madrid have got the, the, uh, tools available to hurt them. And you'd have to think they're going to probably end that run. So yeah, I'd certainly be looking at the, at the goals, um, in both legs of this, um, semi final. I suppose, you know, second leg depends what happens in the first leg, but I think most likely you'll see at least three goals in, in both legs. So, um, certainly to begin with in the first leg, um, over 2.75, um, looks pretty safe to me, I think. 
they went over in both the semifinal ties a season ago. That was pre-Erling Holland, And I think that this version of Real Madrid with this Vinicius Jr. is even more dangerous than the side last season. I know that Benzema, his form was incredible last year, but I just think that there's goals in this fixture. So um, anything else to add here? Like... I, I still think there's value plus 330 for Real Madrid to win the Champions League. I just, perhaps it's history. I just cannot fully trust Manchester City based upon everything that they continue to be in this competition. I just, uh, prove it to me. And, and perhaps this is the year, Andrew, where it all comes up um, in Manchester City's favor. But this Real Madrid side um, is still very, very good. And I think, again, my, my final thought, they're just being undervalued here. Yeah, no, I quite agree. I mean, obviously, anyone out there who thinks Real Madrid can um, win this tie, that price for them to to be the outright winner is obviously going to shrivel away um, if they do get through with, as we say, whoever wins this tie will be the favourites for the final. So, yeah, if, if if you believe in Madrid, now's the time to get on. All right, uh, let's move forward to the second Champions League semifinal fixtures. It's AC Milan and Inter Milan, the San Siro playing host to both. No travel, nothing wonky there. And both have difficult ties in the buildup to this one. Uh, AC Milan plays Lazio, Inter Milan plays Roma. And these are two sides that are battling domestically for Champions League football next season. There's a bunch from two basically down to seven competing for those Champions League spots. So the domestic play could have an effect on how things play out in the Champions League here as well. But, I mean, these two sides, the domestic rivals, it's a derby game, all-time. Inter's won 80, AC Milan 71, 67 draws all-time. They've already played each other three times this season, so if you kind of want a framework of what to expect, perhaps just look at how the games this season have, have played out. Milan won in September, 3-2 was the final. Since that time, Inter Milan 3-0 victory in the Italian Coppa Italia semi uh, uh in the Copa, sorry the Italian Super Cup final and Inter won 1-0 back in February Lautaro Martinez scored two goals in, over the course of those three games for Inter last season uh Inter did play in the home and away quote unquote tie in the Coppa Italia semi final and it was Inter getting past uh, AC Milan 3-0 on aggregate. And guess what? Lautaro Martinez scored two goals um, of the three scored by Inter in that semifinal uh, tie as well. Um, look, they last met in the Champions League in 2005 in the quarterfinal. Um, AC Milan had won the Champions League in 2003 and beat Inter on en route to winning the Champions League back in 2003. And that that, that that fixture role, the second leg was marred by flares and objects being thrown on the field and the game inevitably being suspended with AC Milan up 3-0. Cambiasso, I don't even know if you remember this. I remember it vividly, scored a goal. It was called back and then all hell broke loose and the game ended up being suspended. So let's hope it doesn't play out like this this time around. Olivier Giroud has been a revelation. Giroud, like the ageless one, he scored five goals in this competition, including the goal against Napoli that saw them advance. AC Milan were plus 202 to advance to the semifinal past Napoli, and they did so. It was a bit of a grind, a 1-0 victory, and then a 1-1 final in the return leg that saw them advance. Inter, 2-0, 3-3 against Benfica. Um, I'm going to tip my own cap here. I've backed Inter Milan. I just thought that they'd be difficult to 
play against against a very young Benfica side, and it, it proved to be the case. Um, Inter's still a very robust, difficult team to play against, and they're as healthy as they've been all season long. Inter were the underdogs to advance from their group stage, from the group stage in this competition, the group with Barcelona and Bayern Munich, and they got 10 points to finish second, and they were minus 107 to beat Benfica and to advance to the semifinal, and they did so. Pre-tournament, Pinnacle took a bet on AC Milan to win the tournament at plus 4,001. They also took a bet on Inter to win the tournament at plus 3,141 pre-tournament as well. So there are at least two individuals out there holding some pretty compelling tickets, hoping that their team can advance from this tie as well as go on to win this competition. The odds, um, look, it's just about who you want to back because we are split down the middle. A Milan victory in the first leg, plus 172, an Inter win in the first leg, plus 172, plus 216 for the draw, and even on the handicap at zero, minus 109 in either direction. So it comes down to who do you prefer? Who do you like in this matchup? Who do you think's the better side? In your opinion, Andrew, is it AC Milan or is it Inter? I think it's probably Inter, but I'm not sure it's by all that much. Um, Infogol have them as the second best team in uh, Serie A this season. Milan as the fourth best team. So there's not much in it there. Um, as you said, um, I think they've each won one of the league meetings um, this season, both as the home side for, for whatever that's whatever that's worth. And obviously two very different games, a 3-2 in the, in the first game and then just a 1-0. Um, in the second, that most recent meeting, I looked up uh, the expected goals was 0.65 to 0.14 on uh, on the expected goals in that most recent meeting. I'm inclined to think we'll see something similar here. Um, traditionally, Champions League semi-final first legs have been pretty low scoring. Um, if you things have picked up a lot lately, I mean, obviously Liverpool have had quite a few crazy ones against Roma, against Barcelona. Um, Villarreal last season, we had the Man City Real Madrid one, as we as we mentioned, you know, quite a few goals in a lot of those recent semi-final games. But when you look back, you know, between 2004, 2017, there was 28 um, first legs and only, uh, let's see, seven of them saw both teams score and only around about eight or nine of them saw over two and a half goals. Traditionally, very, very tight, cagey games. And obviously, Bit of a cliche, perhaps, but two Italian sides, is this going to play out in sort of similar fashion? We'll both be happy to sort of avoid defeat or keep it really tight ahead of the second leg. Slightly different, of course. Atmosphere is going to be incredible. And, you know, it's not an away match in the same way as, as a lot of away matches are, clearly with the fans, but not with the travel and all the other things that sort of play into that. So it's quite hard to call. But I think, you know, as I say, with Champions League semifinals tending to be close in the first leg, I think this will will probably be the same. Um, it's, a, it's sort of an interesting matchup of, of strengths because both teams are the top two in Serie A for counter-attacking goals mm. this season. Milan scored seven, Inter scored six, but Inter also conceded five. So there's a lot of counter-attacking goes on in their games, but they're stronger at set pieces. They've scored 10 from set pieces where Milan have, have conceded nine. So kind of an interesting matchup of, of strengths, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, I think this is probably very difficult to call. And obviously the odds reflect that with both teams being having the same price for the win at the time of recording. But I'm thinking low on the goals. I don't know what you think. I know you often 
and play on the goals. What do, what do you think for this? Yeah, one? I think so too. Um, I don't think I want to touch it though. At 2.25, it, these games are weird because, you know, the, the first meeting in Serie A this season, it was a five-goal thriller. Inter ran away with it 3-0. Um, but I, I agree with you in the first leg. If, I, if I'm going to bet a total, it would be the under for the first leg, under 2.25. I, just big picture, I just kind of feel that Inter are hitting their stride at the right time. Uh, Benfica was a good side, and they just looked comfortable throughout that tie. A couple late goals for Benfica kind of made it seem a little bit closer than it actually was. Back-to-back Serie A wins for Inter over Juventus and Lazio. Um, I I, I can't overlook that. But if you're going to look at who's going to advance the tie at minus 137, are are you getting a – getting any value there whatsoever with inter i would say no so in, instead of in, instead of making that you know a play on who's going to advance just because i don't think there's value backing enter i do think there's value playing inter on the handicap at minus 109 um i can't see this number moving again unless there's an injury or something crazy happens but that's an okay number understanding that if it ends in a draw that you'll get your money back. Um, that's how close I, th- I, I think this is. I think that AC Milan with Rafael Leao, who's been incredible. I think he's just getting better by the game. He's a true vin- difference maker, a difference maker and a, their goalkeeper as well. But on the balance of it, stylistically, the way they play, Inter are just stubborn. They're difficult to play against. Barella in the midfield. I, I think that he can run the show a little bit. The fact that Lautaro Martinez continues to have so much success against AC Milan, I, I give them a slight advantage entering this tie. I have no profound over-the-top feeling, to be honest with you. I think that if you are going to make a bigger play, and if you were to back one of these teams to make the Champions League, uh, to win the Champions League, Inter at plus 696, that's enticing to me because we have seen Champions League finals, whether it's Chelsea against Bayern Munich, what have you, where the better team hasn't actually gone on, the better team on paper actually hasn't gone on to win the Champions League. And in a one-off game, anything can happen. So perhaps I'd recommend making a little bit of a long shot play on Inter to win the Champions League um, because betting on them to advance from this tie, I just don't think that there's a whole lot of value there. So uh, on the first leg, Inter with the handicap, I lean to the under in that first match, but minus 119, if that number continues to shift shift out, if, if it ends up at two by the time that kickoff, by the time you watch this and by the time of kickoff, I might stay away from that altogether and just play inter on the handicap not sure if you have any additional thoughts on that it's, it's almost too close to call it it really can go either way this being a derby match but i just favor inter just by a hair yeah i think you're right i mean i don't have too much to add just a couple of other things i spotted i mean it, both teams to score was only paid out in one of the last five um again as with the other tires we record this the odds aren't available on pinnacle yet um, but that's available at around minus one one four elsewhere. Mm. So assuming it's similar, that could be tempting. So I don't think there's going to be a load of goals in this. Um, and interestingly, Inter scored in the first half um, in the last four meetings and five of the last six. Um, you can get plus one forty two on them for a first half goal. 
not a play I'd go wild for, but you know, maybe a, a short little bet just for for something. It's it's something they've done a lot in this in the recent history of this fixture. Um, or even, you know, over 0.75 goals in the first half, so basically either team scoring minus 131. You know, these, these aren't bets I'd go huge on, as we say, it's so difficult to call. But um, yeah, I think into the score, there could be a bit of value in that. That could be a, that could be an interesting one. But um, yeah, opposing goals is is my main sort of thought here. Keep looking at Pinnacle because there will be further markets added to the equation. I'm intrigued where the cards situation may play mm-hmm. out. Uh, individual goal scores as well. I like Lautaro Martinez to be a true difference maker um, in a game like this. He has had recent success against Milan. So there will be other markets opening up. I'm curious uh, what they may bring in store. I mean, is there a card number that you wouldn't bet the over? <laughs> what number are we talking about here? Because it's going to be heated. Um, look, a derby match with the stakes so high. Um I think it's going to be cagey. I think it's going to be tight. You said it, two teams that like to play on the counterattack. Who's going to be the aggressor? There's so many questions that I think we're going to have to see the way that it plays out. But I think the Inter is situated very nicely to kind of be the team that perhaps controls the tempo, controls the occasion a little bit more than AC Milan. Yeah, and just to add on the cards, um, without going through match by match, I can see there's been 30 yellow cards in the last six meetings. So that's an average of five a game. There was a red apiece um, in a league match last February, February last year. So, you know, they're averaging five cards a game recently. You know, no reason to expect anything different here, particularly. You know, if it's over 4.5, I, I think I would still be uh, interested in that, depending on the price. All right. Uh, so a couple former, well, three previous Champions League winners, the re- reigning champs, and a side that... They kind of feel rather incomplete if they don't win the Champions League in Manchester City. A famous Final Four, and we cannot wait to see how it plays out. It all kicks off Tuesday, May 9th, with Madrid and City in the first leg. The day following the Wednesday, it's AC Milan and Inter Milan. You can follow Andrew at Base Tune... uh, Tune... Hold on, you say it, Andrew. You're better than me. Base Tune to Red. There we go. That is correct. That's it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to 99% of people, but that is it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, at Gareth Wheeler doesn't make sense to 99% of the people either so that's where you can find me as well follow pinnacle on its social media accounts on youtube on twitter for the latest and greatest prognostication and predictions and betting information that you can find in market pinnacle.com is where you make your plays remember the lines are accurate at the time of recording recording and please gamble within your means about behalf of andrew and everyone at pinnacle i am gareth wheeler best of luck and enjoy the champions league semi-final ties this has been the champions league betting blueprints